eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Ravens Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan, as well as the station's Ravens Beat reporter. And we are at week six, Cordell, finally. Ravens, uh, as of right now, hold sole possession of first place in the AFC North after their win over the Cincinnati Bengals. So now we're back. Uh, We're coming into non-conference play, I should say. Uh, And we're going back to MetLife Stadium to play the New York football Giants. And, you know, the Giants are a very interesting team. They're 4-1. and one. They don't really look like they're a 4-1 and one team, but, you know, somehow they are. And, um, you know, they've surprised a lot of people thus far. So let's start this week with the Ravens offense versus the Giants defense. Um, obviously, you know, the Ravens still have some things that they need to work on in terms of like being consistent um, in the second half. Obviously, Lamar had that drive at the end of the game against the Bengals that solidified their win with the Justin Tucker kick. But ultimately, it still felt like they sputtered a little bit. Um, No Rashad Bateman, of course, and it doesn't appear that he's going to play again again on Sunday. And then you go back to MetLife Stadium uh, against the Giants defense. Defensively, it appears that this team is bad on paper. Um, They're 29th in points allowed. Um, but you know, look, they have the new defensive coordinator, the former Ravens defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. And, you know, the, the one game obviously that's going to stand out and and that's the most recent game is the way that they played against the Green Bay Packers 
and Aaron Rodgers. So um, it's it, this is an interesting matchup, obviously, because the Ravens clearly know um, the defensive scheme of Wink Martindale. Oh, by the way, Cordell, two of their cornerbacks was out. They ended up being out of the game last week. And guess what? Wink still blitzed 60% Aaron Rodgers without mm -hmm. those two cornerbacks. So I think it's safe to say here that um, he's not going to stop doing it. Because no. that's what he likes to do. <laughs> and we, we saw that. I mean, everybody that's been in Baltimore for a while, they know Wink's M.O. Uh, he's an aggressive guy. He's going to blitz pretty much no matter what. Last year proved that no matter what uh, part of it when the Ravens are down to what Wink himself called uh, DoorDash corners uh, at that time. Which, uh, to me, know. that's even worse. Knowing that you have no talent there and still right. not finding a way to have circumstantial um, defenses to to help those types of guys. That's I, mm -hmm. I ain't gonna even lie to you. I'm glad that y'all have parted ways, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, Wink Wink's style kind of. I, I'm not gonna say his style went went out of style or expired because yeah. it obviously hasn't. It still works. Yes. Um, but I think it just rubbed people the wrong way. Wink's uh, stubbornness last year to not want to adapt to the and players that he had at his his at his disposal. Yeah. Um. It left a lot of guys out to dry. A lot of guys, and especially late in the season, where they're playing teams like Green Bay, where they're playing teams like the Rams, and you're going up against two of the best receivers, if not the two best receivers in football, and Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup in their own uh, individual games, and you are still operating and calling plays as if you have Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey at your disposal. Yeah, I think that's kind of what upset people the most. And ultimately it cost him his job. And I saw, you know, reading around that Wink has said that he was happy and excited when he was let go by the Ravens. And I can imagine he, look, I think both sides just needed a change of scenery. I think both of them just got to a point to where, they were at this phase in their relationship to where it's like, it's not me, it's you. You know, they right. hit each other with that and, and right. they wanted to go their separate ways. And, you know, neither of them have had amazing success uh, so far this year on the defensive side of the ball, neither team. But the Giants, just sticking with the Giants defense, they are a defense that have helped, They that defense has helped them get to 4-1. You talked about their win over the Packers. The Giants have been a second-half team all year and I'm looking at their defensive numbers and they don't jump out at you number one the first thing that jumps out to me is zero for interceptions the Giants have forced zero interceptions this wow. year that wow. makes you feel good going into the game now what doesn't make you feel good is the fact that they have forced 10 fumbles recovered Oof. six of them Oof. so they may not be picking you off but they're forcing turnovers in other ways we know Wink Martindale he's an aggressive guy his defenses are aggressive at that in the same token they take on his personality that's what you're seeing i think from this Giants defense uh, uh we toyed with the term bend but don't break for the Ravens defense i'm not a fan of that term i don't same. know if we can even call the Giants a bend but don't break defense but they're just a defense that kind of gets it done when they yeah. have to, right? Uh, they make. I, I think they've done a great job, specifically in the second half adjustments. Speaking on Wink, and that's kind of been one of the things that has that we haven't been necessarily pleased with when we talk about Greg Roman and this Ravens offense has been their second half uh, 
performances going up against these teams. And they make the Ravens have typically gone into the halftime locker room with the lead. The opposing team has made adjustments. And in the Ravens' two losses this year, the Ravens haven't been able to adjust uh, to what the other team did in the second half. So I think it'll be important to see who who wins the battle of the coaching battle in the second half between Wink, Wink and Greg Roman uh, because adjustments will be made and it'll be important to see if Roman makes adjustments right along with Wink. You're looking at this Giants defense. There's not a lot that scares you. Their cornerbacks aren't amazing. Adoree Jackson is out there. He's a fast guy, but he, they don't have any shutdown guys. I do right. like Julian Love. I'll say that. And one name that jumps out is Jalen Smith. Well, Dexter Lawrence, first of all, jumps out. He's the best Obviously. player on their defense. Right. He's the best player on their defense, no doubt about it. Um, he and Leonard Williams are the best players on that defense along that front line. But uh, Jalen Smith, linebacker that was out in Dallas, he bounced around. He was in Green Bay. He was without a job. The, and it for, looks the like, former Notre Dame? Yeah, J- former Jaylen Notre Smith? Dame. Okay. Former Notre Dame Jalen Smith that would have been a first-round pick. Yes, but outside uh, of that he, injury, okay. Right. So, you know, he's kind of bat, been try, trying to find his way these last couple of years. And he looks like he's found a decent home uh, with the Giants right now. He's still a fast guy. He's still a playmaker. And I watched him, especially in that uh, Packers game this past Sunday out in London. He had some some wild plays where he, you know, he spotted things out and he flew to the ball and made a play. And one that's jumping off the top of my head is one that really let me know, okay, this Giants defense, they pay close attention to detail. They really pay attention in their film study rooms. At the end of that Packers game, pretty much the game, the play that decided it uh, on fourth down, Aaron Rodgers taps his right shoulder instantly. Jalen Smith is pointing over and letting them know the ball is coming to the to the right side of the line. And sure enough, Rodgers hikes it, throws it quickly to the right side. The ball is batted down at the line of scrimmage. So there's these guys, they pay close attention to detail. They, they definitely pay attention in the film room. If there's something that's a common tendency on this Ravens offense, they're going to spot it. And it helps that they have Wink Martindale over there as their you know, the defensive coordinator who knows these guys' tendencies. He knows the weak spots in this offense. He knows what Greg Roman likes to call in certain situations, who he's going to look to go to. Obviously, he knows Mark Andrews is the guy you have to stop in this offense. How he plans to go about it will be, you know, we'll see how he plans to go about that. Uh, But, yeah, I I think it is definitely going to set up for a nice chess match. And I think this Ravens offense, they're going to, they're going to have to come out and be ready to play a physical game because these guys are going to show up ready to hit somebody. And if nothing else, they're going to show up and try to make their defensive coordinator look good. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I agree. And, and you know, the one thing that, that I do think um, is beneficial is the fact that um, Lamar has improved under pressure this season. 
Um, his, you know, his quarterback rating has gone up. And he had he alluded to the fact that he did a lot of studying in the offseason in terms of, um, you know, getting zero blitzes and, and, and multiple um, looking blitzes. So that was something that he worked on. And then another thing is that you, you can see that the offense – has also made some changes because now we're starting to see Lamar under center more, something that we really didn't see in previous years past. So they are implementing some different things into this offense. It's not necessarily the same offense. Yes, do, do they do a lot of the same things? Sure, but there are some different things. And, and last week against the Bengals is an example of that mm -hmm. because, you know, they use DuVernay in, in a different way that we hadn't really seen them utilizing him previously. And um, they took advantage of his skill set and it allowed them to make you know different types of plays whether it be you know yes Lamar overthrew him that would have been a touchdown but then you know having him do kind of gadget plays here and there running the ball you know passing the ball they they, they get him uber active and so I mean you mentioned Mark Andrews yeah good luck to that okay you can look Mark Andrews gonna catch the ball three dudes is on him it don't matter he's just a dude that Hey, I, him, Travis Kelsey. I mean, look, those types of dudes are going to get their due, and it's nothing you can do about it. Right. The only thing you can hope is that that's the only dude that you have to worry about, mm -hmm. right? And then the fact that Rashard Bateman is not playing does mean that that's one less weapon. So what does that mean? Do you hope that a guy like Isaiah Likely is a, is a guy that we start to see more this week with some catches? Do you, you know, because... Duvernay is the second guy now that you have to worry about. So who's going to be the third guy to step up and be, you know, the person that 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 Wink should be concerned about? And I do feel like it has to be guys that maybe he he's not necessarily um, familiar with, like a likely. Now I don't know if that's going to happen. We really haven't seen likely emerge to what we thought he would be in preseason. But also, I mean, it's only week six, right? And there's all there's all types of room to grow into you know what they would like him to be from the tight end uh but yeah you're right and it's funny because coach said yesterday uh excuse me he said it on wednesday that you know oh it's a chess match and i don't like playing chess yeah. and you know <laughs> he made jokes about about that because obviously those two guys know each other very well and additionally additionally greg roman so there's absolutely familiarity there but i think the fact that wink has a new set of guys that's playing and and, and that greg roman has implemented some different things into his offensive scheme means that it might not necessarily play out the way that you know you think that it will calais campbell mentioned like you know sometimes they would beat us in practice sometimes we would get the best of them in practice so it really could go either way it might be have to be a chess match harbs i'm sorry okay it ain't gonna be checkers now it's gonna be checkers for wink because what we know he's gonna do is blitz yeah that ain't gonna change he's gonna blitz to <laughs> the end okay yeah. that's what's gonna happen what do you do with that blitz compared to what you have done in years past, I think is the bigger question in terms of how this game is going to unfold. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like you said, you know the bliss is coming. So right. you mentioned Isaiah Likely. If there was ever a game that Isaiah Likely could Demarcus Robinson, it, it could maybe a short term, yeah. somebody. I, 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 think, I think the key is going to be, obviously, to get the ball out your hands quick. Yep. And these are the type of guys that are going to be running these underneath routes, guys like Isaiah Likely, maybe a James Prochet who got some action on Sunday night. Uh, but, you know, it's going to have to be somebody that, yeah, that isn't necessarily on the scouting report right now that I think can kind of help 
bolster this offense going forward. And look, ultimately, Lamar Jackson is going to have to be the best player on the field. Wink yep. has talked glowingly about Lamar, and Lamar has talked glowingly about Wink. And I think Wink understands how difficult it is to game plan for Lamar Jackson. And even if you put together this bulletproof game plan for him, it's a different story when you get on Sunday and the guys are no longer chasing around whoever you had imitating Lamar as your scout team quarterback. You have to go tackle this guy for real. Um, and that's that'll ultimately be the test to see if they can if they can do that. I, I would expect to see Lamar understand you are not going to be able to sit back there and feel comfortable in the pocket. You're going to have to at times use your legs maybe quicker than you have so far this season. Uh, you're going to have to make quicker reads maybe as far uh, quicker than you have this season. Wink is going to know whatever he believes to be Lamar's weaknesses. He's coached against, he's seen this guy in practice for years. This so, is rookie season, yeah. You know, so he he's he's going to know kind of how to get to him. Not to say that Lamar hasn't improved and become a better player in areas since even going into this year since Wink has been gone because he has. Uh, but you'll definitely see a lot of that Wink testing to see how much how much Lamar has improved against the Blitz. We Absolutely. saw what happened last year, and even this year, Lamar's been pretty good against the Blitz. It's documented, but. It'll be different when Wink knows kind of those hot spots, those areas, you know, of how to expose this offensive line. And speaking of that, this offensive line is still coming together themselves. Yep. We don't know how much we're going to see Ronnie and Makari this week. I would expect more than we saw last week uh, against the Bengals when it's both of their first game back and their alternating series. I still expect them to alternate series, but maybe – Maybe Stanley goes back-to-back -back series a couple times this week that he didn't do last week. Who knows? Another positive for the Ravens, Justice Hill returned to practice on Thursday. Yep. Very good sign. Uh, if he can practice it, you know, we'll see what happens again later on today uh, to see if he practiced. But, you know, I, I think that if Justice Hill is able to be in this game, it adds another dynamic to this rushing attack that they didn't have last week. And I thought J.K. Dobbins looked good last week. I continue to think J.K. Dobbins is improving week by week. Yep. Uh, but obviously adding Justice Hill to that mold, it'll it, it'll help. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I, I think that the Ravens are still the more talented team on the offensive side of the ball going up against that Giants defense. That has been good at times. The numbers won't support that they've been good. Right. But they, they've been a second-half defense. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the way it works. The numbers don't always tell the story. But if they can go out there and defeat Wink Martindale's scheme, because I think that's what they'll be playing against. They'll be playing more against the scheme as than opposed the players. to the players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think that – I think the Giants have some quality players on that side of the ball. But do they have anybody that I think can wreck this game individually? No. Uh, but I think as a unit mixed with that scheme, they could be a problem. I, I agree with that.